This program contains subject matter and language that may be disturbing to some viewers. Your discretion is advised. Savaged Unfiltered. Your host, Michael Garner. Hey, Joseph, what's up, buddy? Hey, you're not very punctual. You said one o'clock, then you changed it to one fifteen. And... <laughs> that was that was that was Mackenzie. Thank you, Mackenzie. <laughs> so Mackenzie, she's not on call today. Mackenzie, you're not yeah, sorry, Mackenzie. I didn't know that I was accidentally slamming you. I meant to just be teasing Michael. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, she she could hear you bits and pieces of it. You know, she there's oh. like there's a little bit partition wall between us. But yeah. Anyway, how's how's your week? Uh, your week going? I almost said weekend, but how's how's your week going? Oh, okay. That's Mondays, good. you know, even though I don't work, Mondays are still Mondays. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But uh, Joseph, yeah, yeah, we're going to start here. Uh, I just want to, uh, first of all, foremost, guys, uh, I want to thank, um, I want to thank everybody that tuned out uh, over the weekend, guys. I had a uh, another podcaster, a fellow podcaster on the show. Uh, thank you very much. Um, hat tip to the preacher man, uh, David Frazier, known as the preacher man from his show. Uh, Frazier Chronicles out of Indian Trail, North Carolina. So thank you very much, guys. Uh, please, uh, you know, hit that like and follow button and check out some of his podcast episodes. Tremendous individual. So thank you very much, The Preacher Man, for being on the show. And I hope to have him back on the show. Uh, it was a great conversation. Joe, um, I, Joseph, I want to get into some uh, some detail here with you, uh, you know, uh, with, you know, stuff that's going on. Uh, first and foremost, before we get into that, dig into that, I want to thank people that came out to uh, the Melbourne Auditorium this past week in Melbourne, Florida. Uh, U.S. Senator Marco Rubio uh, was basically um, using that venue in that auditorium there in uh, central Florida, Bavard County, Florida, uh, also known as the Space Coast area of Florida. It's roughly only about maybe two. 20, 25 minutes south of uh, Cape Canaveral, uh, was introduced, guys, to a very, very large crowd uh, this past Saturday. So it was just a few days ago uh, during the event called Hot Dogs, Apple Pie, and Marco Rubio. So um, thank you uh, for those who uh, attended. I attended uh, personally. I got some uh, pictures that I will be posting on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and we're going to do like a little video uh, kind of uh, plug in on um, TikTok because TikTok is mainly video, but we'll, we will put, you know, a picture in there with, you know, some added graphics or video or whatever. But Joseph, uh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to make that announcement. Joseph, All I right. want to get into detail with you, buddy, uh, of just what the hell is going on uh, with Flip Flop Joe, you know? <laughs> We're going to hell in a handbasket. But before we get that, you know, I like to interject humor. So first, let me cool. say, us older folks might hear Frasier and think it's a Cheers spinoff. <laughs> and yeah. the other thing is when you mention the Space Coast, you know, 
they might actually think it's because Kevin Spacey lives there, which of course it has nothing to do with. No, would, no. You know, I can't pass on the bad puns and just a little bit of my usual lame humor there to start us off. <laughs> I hear you, Joseph. You know, if there was an Emmy or a Grammy for best humor of uh, booksellers or book authors, uh, I think you would be the uh, the nominee for that category. <laughs> well, like I always say, as serious as the shit is, we've got to keep a sense of humor, which is why in Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City New, there's a comic release chapter in that very serious book. Otherwise, we will be curled in a corner in a fetal position crying all the time. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, uh, what did you think of, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you heard, though, but this speech is just fairly new in the media. Uh, Joe Biden now uh, proclaiming that COVID, the pandemic, is officially over. But uh, we still have to worry about COVID-19. Well, it has been a very long road, but some promising news last night about the COVID pandemic. President Biden saying that while there's still work to do, he believes the pandemic is over. Yeah, I, I saw that. It's his usual mixed messaging. And I'm sure it's something that, you know, most of his far left loon cabinet didn't appreciate him admitting that the Wuhan hysteria has long actually been over because they don't want that messaging because they're going to want to cheat in 2022 again. And so now they'll have to create a new virus hysteria rather than being able to say, oh, there's just, there's a resurgence of Wuhan and we got to shut everybody down again and mail everybody ballots again. They'll need a new excuse. So I'm sure, uh, you know, the Buttigieg and our former idiot governor, Jennifer Granholm, who is the Department of Energy head, who has no knowledge whatsoever on energy and all the other cabinet members are, are all chosen for the left-wing looneyism and identity politics like savage unfiltered especially we see the idiot Karine Jean-Pierre who was chosen to check a black female lesbian three boxes yeah she doesn't know anything she gets asked questions she has to rummage through folders to read a response because she doesn't know anything. You could program a computer to put up there to answer questions better than John, uh, than Kareem John Pierre. Yeah, it's uh, it's Kareem Jean Jean J E A R. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's she's no different than the former uh, press secretary Pepper McPatty there. Uh, yeah. Jen Sackley. They, they they both relate. You know, they can't answer questions. They're constantly, you know, they're doing that. What the Biden administration has been known now for like the last year and a half going on two years, right? Almost two years. You know, with the um, the flip-flop scenario, they're asking questions and then they're, they're, they're going into some type of stupid rhetoric that doesn't make sense. It, it has nothing to do with the uh, the question. Yeah, I, I disagree just a tad. I think 
Pisaki, or Pisaki, however you want to pronounce it, had the brain capacity for the job. It's just that she was called upon to defend the indefensible all the time. And she had to spin, of course, all the bad policy. So I think she was ready for, uh, you know, like Ducey, who is about the only one in the room that asks any serious questions. She was prepared for them. She just had nothing intelligent to be able to say in response. Yeah. Yeah, I seen that. I seen that. Uh, and, you know, this question actually, uh, it's, it's interesting. You know, this question was asked by me or to me, excuse me. Uh, folks, I want to apologize. I, uh, I, I missed my morning coffee this morning. So, you know, my wording, might, yeah, my wording might be off a little bit, Joseph. So I do apologize. Yeah, but, uh, I, I gave up coffee decades ago. So, uh, so my fog, I don't know what other excuse there would be for. <laughs> I, I, Joseph, I can't live without it. But this uh, this question came up to me uh, just the other day. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to label this 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 goon, this buffoon out, you know, out there for publicity. Uh, but there was another another podcast uh, episode. Um, I, I sent it to you off the air, uh, Joseph, where, you know, he, he kind of gave me uh, a question or, or asked me a question, excuse me, uh, relating to what we're talking about. And I'm like, all right, you're 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 now asking questions over and over and over. Uh, you know, are you expecting a different answer? I, I'm thinking I didn't say that, but, you know, he, he, he was he was just going on and on and on again. Another washed up radio personality just looking for relevancy. You know what I mean? Just looking for uh, viewpoints and ratings. It's, it's terrible how how, you know, how these people will will just do anything, Joseph, just just to stay on the radio. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. You were so your stuff was way more. Person. Your stuff You're was way more. You're a podcast host, buddy. You're telling mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. as a podcast host and a content creator, mm -hmm. you depend on one on one no. person. No, I did a great ruin show. Your entire fucking show. I and did you a can't great show last show night because one person can't go on it. Are you kidding me? I have basically given for a you man that's been in the business for twenty years. Mm -hmm. You can't well, carry the show when some unlike other radio uh, guys, I'm not going to talk over you. I'm going to let you say what you want to say and stuff. Professional, you're Cut calling me somebody off. out, and you're Cut. getting to a personal demeanor. Right, so, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. They, yeah, especially when you're recording an episode, uh, yeah. a lot of uh, shady podcasters, which you're not one, you're one of the good ones, but there are shady ones out there who indeed will ask a question over and over in hopes of getting some different bit of language that they can edit out of context to distort yeah. and twist an, a, an opinion or position. Yeah, they're known for that. I mean, you look at like the, the you know, like the big wigs, right? Like, uh, you know, there was a couple of, uh, you know, big talk radio shows back in the day in the 80s and 90s, man, where they they went into that 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 rhetoric and they would look for that one pitch and they're like, all right, he's going to fold. The guest is going to fold. The caller is going to fold. And then, boom, we're just going to edit something in real quick. 
you know, it, it's shady, it's it's pathetic, and you know, I'm not one of those. And I thank you, uh, Joseph, for for uh, recognizing that of myself. You know, where you know, it's just like, come on, guys, are are you that bland of of a show where you're going to bring somebody on, uh, you know, just to, you know, just to try to belittle them or 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 or, or use them as, uh, you know, to make yourself more relevant you know, into the industry. It's pathetic, Joseph. It really is. Yeah, and all, all you can do as a, a guest, if they keep fishing to try to get some sort of different answer of the same question is to say, I already answered that. I've got nothing more to add on that topic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think I was perfectly cleared with him on this. And, you know, I, I said, listen, I gave you my answer. Uh, I had to cancel. Uh, I was supposed to be on a show like the day before, but I had to I had to cancel because, you know, I, I had some commitments I had to attend to, uh, some family issues. And then I uh, actually was in Georgia last week um, for a uh, Republican conference, you know, for the uh, pray vote. Um, what the hell was it called again? Pray vote standard or something i forgot the last one but it was basically um it was a republican conference right out of uh, atlanta georgia so some of the shows i were do i was doing i was like pretty much doing like right out of the conference of the freaking hotels uh, yeah so it so, sounds, sounds like they they tried tried to play on the eat pray love success and so that was pray vote something huh <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah yeah, they they were going to uh, you know basically the conference that I attended to, and I uh, I wanted to attend to that conference is because you know uh, the message that they were trying to bring out. Um, it was ran by the Republican Committee uh, out of Central Georgia, which is a very small section of Atlanta, and it was held in Dunwoody, Atlanta, which is like the north end of Atlanta, not too far from where I used to live actually, uh-huh. and. Yeah, it was uh, basically intended for, you know, uh, voting integrity um, to pretty much try to end the ballot boxes in Atlanta or, you know, around the surrounding area, which is great. You know, I hope other states, you know, kind of go to that avenue. But, you know, folks, you know, I made a mistake. I went on a show and, you know, it was just hogwash. It was a it was a simple attack. And, you know, I've learned my lesson and I, I know that these people are, are just there for, you know, either publicity or they're or they're just there to, you know, make themselves more relevant in the industry. Again, a washed up radio personality from another show. I'm not saying the other show for publicity issues, but it's just another radio. Hey guys, this show is now on Amazon Music and Audible. That's right. You're gonna want to check us out on Amazon Audible and Amazon Music. Great set of platforms. We are so honored and grateful to be part of the Amazon team. And we're honored that they are allowing us to be launched on those two major platforms. So thank you to our new friends here on Amazon Music and Audible. It's just another radio personality that's washed up, that's just trying to, you know, stay relevant, and he's doing whatever it takes. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, I was on such a show where, again, yeah, I won't give the name, but 
It's run by an atheist. And he invited me on to talk about my book, knowing that there are, you know, issues of faith in my book. And his whole shtick is to lure people on and then basically spend an hour attacking their Christianity. Uh, but, you know, it, it ended up being fun. I I felt I gave it back to him. <laughs> and and uh, I don't regret being on it. I sure as heck won't be on it. show ever again, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, just look at it. Just just look at it at this, Joseph. Like I looked at, at you know, being on, you know, these past couple of shows that, you know, kind of used me as leverage a little bit. Uh, just just think of this, uh, you know, just think of the uh, of the base that you created for your book. You know, they heard they heard your voice. They you know, whether it was a video what was it video or was it audio? That one was audio only. Oh, okay. So they heard your voice, right? They heard some of your content, you know, your book and everything. Just look at it as uh, free publicity, exactly. uh, free marketing. You know what I mean? So It's not likely, though, anyone in his audience was going to buy my book, but it shows integrity on my part as what you did, integrity on your part, a willingness to go into unfriendly territory and hold your own. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. Maybe some of his listeners will tune into your book or, you know, uh, check it out, you know, just out of curiosity. You, you never know, Joseph. You'd be very surprised if some of some of the audience that you, you know, you 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 attach yourself to. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're right in the you never know category. I, I will give one other podcast a, a shout out. I, Paranormal Phil. Now, you could tell right by the title, he normally deals in ghosts and orbs and UFOs and psychic phenomena and that. And I actually had a couple of stories that I could relate to that audience. But he said, no, 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 I want you on strictly to talk about your book. And I was flabbergasted, you know, <laughs> like, but, you know, like you do. He also, you know, Paranormal Phil wanted an occasional episode here and there that wasn't the same old shtick like you and I did the movies episode last yeah. week. That, that was a lot of fun. It was something different and a change of pace every once in a while for your audience. Oh, yeah, that was that was extremely fun. And, uh, you know, I, I had a comment that came in from TikTok, you know, because I love plugging in those teasers, you know, on TikTok. And somebody commented in, uh, I'm going to have to send a screen, screenshot of it. Um, I don't know. Mackenzie, does TikTok allow screenshots? They do? Okay. So I'm going to have to send a screenshot to you, Joseph, like when we get off the air here, uh, because the comment came in where they, they actually uh, – applauded you for the uh, one part of the segment where you got into uh, what the hell was that movie? You got into that one movie with um, shit. I don't have the damn clip. Do you remember it was, what it was about or who was in it? We were talking about that one. Remember that one clip we were talking about with the, um, it wasn't part of your favorite movies, but you just, you plugged it in anyway because you, you thought it was very, fascinating and interesting uh the, artist, the one 
the artist? The, 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 the artist, right? Yeah. Yeah, where it is part black and white and silent and part in color and a talkie because, yeah, people, certainly the younger generations, have never seen a silent movie in their life and they lack any historical perspective. So the artist is indeed a modern movie to give you a feel of what life and time was like back during your grandpa's days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the that was the uh that was the movie uh that he was thank you Mackenzie. You you got to catch me on the right stuff or I'm going to sound like a jackass on the show. Thank you. But uh, anyway, guys, I just thought I'd you know, kind of go into a couple little segments there. I, I want to get into this poll here, um, Joseph. I don't know if you if the polls are similar to you know what they are here in Florida, but this poll coming out here in Florida, Joseph, that now 3.6% more women than men are being added to the voter rolls. I see seeing- something similar to that, and it, it's very – apropos that you bring that up because before I came on with you, I am literally putting together a fourth piece because I just joined the Liberty Beacon team, libertybeacon.com. So not this this coming weekend, I've got a piece on school reform needed now, but I'm putting together for the following weekend about polls difference between a standard poll and a push poll, uh, how polls are weighted, and and all those things. Because, yeah, this time of the year, I I, I don't have reason to doubt that as a... I, I think that would be more a scientific data point than a poll itself. But that does mean, if true, pollsters need to wait their polls a bit more towards the female. Uh, and again, I'll, you know, not some like uh, the, uh, the first weekend in October on the Liberty Beacon, I'll have it and I go into this, the weighting of the polls between Democrats, independents and Republicans, male and female, and, you know, all, all those things. Uh, so polls are only as accurate as the predictive, uh, the expected turnout. You know, if they can judge that correctly, a poll is good. And, and I'm going to state in my article on the Liberty Beacon that the Trafalgar group seems to be the only ones that get it right of late. They seem to be an honest polling group. Their reputation matters versus a lot of the others polling right now, they purposely weight them to Democrats because they are attempting to form opinion and shape the next election rather than honestly report. And then as elections get closer, even the fake pollsters then start to try to be more realistic so that they, you know, don't completely destroy their reputation. But yeah, these polls, you can't really trust them at this time, except for like I say, the Trafalgar group, I watched them. And Zogby used to be really good too, but I don't ever hear from them anymore. Yeah, well, this was uh, this was actually through the US Today 
Florida network data analysis. So yeah, it was actually yeah. they're, they're they're talking scientific real data. They're looking at the actual registrations at at the Secretary of State's office. So that that I, I have no reason to doubt what you're saying about 3.6 more women than men registering now. And uh, that's because those women, you can almost most assuredly guess, are all uh, pro-abortion women and upset about the Dobbs case, or they previously would have been registered voters. Well, Joseph, this is, um, you know, this is obviously in Florida, you know, and this is obviously after the Roe v. Wade. Uh, most of this is coming from, are you familiar with the uh, the League of Women? It's, uh, you know, some type of organization. Yeah, League of Women Voters. Yeah, they often uh, arrange debates in various states. Yes. Yeah, well, this is coming mostly of the Democratic-run areas and cities here in Florida, which are, you know, West Palm Beach. Uh, now, Palm Beach is more, you know, leaning. You know, but West Palm, you know, in that whole downtown West Palm Beach uh, district, that's mainly de- Democrat. So you're seeing a lot of, of this 36 you know, percentage rate in Florida and, and Democratic-run cities. Yeah, that, you know. that lends even more credence to what my speculation is that it is indeed all pro-baby killer first-time voters because of the Dobbs decision overturning Roe v. Wade and the left trying to turn this election into that issue only, whereas we have to make sure we harp on the economy uh, with prices, you know, just soaring out of control. How can you go to the grocery store on any regular basis and think abortion is somehow the main issue? And again, abortion has not been overturned. It is not illegal. It is legal still in a majority of states. It's a mm. state's rights issue now as it always should have been. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the same issue that we're talking about now that this this goon, this buffoon I was on the show the other day uh, asks me the same. Uh, well, doesn't ask me the same question. Excuse me. He asked me a question in that part of the uh, uh, conversation we had, uh, which was like around like maybe 40, 45 minutes. And he says, well, Michael, do you support women, uh, you know, to have an abortion? I said, not unless they're, you know, raped or, you know, or if they don't consent into regular sex. Of, of course not. I, I think that's premeditated murder. And then he's like, well, uh, so if a woman has to carry full term, uh, you know, because she was raped and this and that, uh, that's OK. I said, that's that's not, dude, you're talking about entirely different, you know, fucking scenario. You, you're talking about a woman that does not consent. Uh, to regular, uh, you know, sexual uh, transmission. She's not consenting to it. It's out of her will. Is there, is there something that we're missing here? I was pretty much, you know, throwing at him and it's just, you know, yeah, go ahead, Joe. Exactly. This again is indicative of how the left operates. It's all lies and spin. They try to maintain that abortion is about rape 
incest, or the life of the mother. Well, modern technology and healthcare has come to the point where the life of the mother excuse is nil, next to nil. And it is the same with rape and incest. The amount of life, rape, and incest all amount to less than 1% of all abortions. So, hey, I'm pro-life. I want no exceptions. But you know what? I'll happily agree to the life and rape and incest uh, uh, exceptions because that will save millions of babies' lives. That will save 99% of current abortions that are clearly just elective, selective, uh, I just don't feel like having a baby now, excuses. And that's not even an excuse because birth control, there are so many forms of pill or physical birth control more than there's ever been on the history of this planet available. And you can even get those things free from some places. So there's no excuse. And then out of paranoia, I would even concede and allow for the day after pill, which many still say, you know, the, the fertilization happened. So conception has happened and that is still killing. But I wouldn't even go so far as to say, okay, rape and incest. You've got the morning after pill. You can take that up to a couple of weeks after the sex. There is no excuse to kill a child once you know a, an actually formed child is in the womb. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, it, you know, what it boils down to, folks, is if you want to ask my personal opinion where... I wouldn't mind my tax paying money, folks, going to what Joseph had just mentioned, you know, um, Planned Parenthood uh, uh, centers where there's more funding going into, um, you know, uh, birth control and, you know, uh, uh, companies that um, produce and manufacture condoms and, and stuff like that. I would not have a problem if this so-called administration would come out with a, an agenda like that, which I highly fucking doubt. But, you know, I want to talk about something here that we're on this subject here, and then I'm going to move on. That, you know, Florida, uh, Joe, Joseph, has seen a boost in women registering since the Supreme Court's Dobbs versus Jackson, right, Women's Health Organization decision back in January, excuse me, January, June 24, excuse me, folks, <laughs> overturned its 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling. So this is a first. This is a first boost for the state of Florida. So that's that's it's pretty impressive, I, I guess, in some ways of it. But um, Which raises the question, though, because I've said this on other shows. I know, I'm pretty sure I've not said it on yours, though. 40% of Christians, and this is not to make it just about Christians, but I know the stat on Christians, people of faith in general, all right? 40% of Politicians prosper. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories. Their triumphs have not been your triumphs. That all changes. Starting right here and right now, 
From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. It's going to be only America first. Buy American and hire America. No challenge can match the heart and fight and spirit of America. We will not fail. Our country will thrive and prosper again. We will reinforce old alliances and form new ones and unite the civilized world against radical Islamic terrorism, which we will eradicate completely from the face of the earth. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. We will bring back our jobs. We will bring back our borders. We will bring back our wealth. And we will bring back our dreams. We will face challenges. We will confront hardships. But we will get the job done. Together, we will determine the course of America and the world for many, many years to come. This moment is your moment. It belongs to you. Demonstrated are not even registered to vote. If you are a person of faith, how can you not be registered to vote? Neil Mammon has a great book out called Jesus is Involved in Politics. I do not get how people of faith think that you're not supposed to be involved in worldly politics. They've obviously never read Romans. To be, yeah. you, you have to, your politics have to follow your faith, not the other way around. Fake Christians like Pelosi and Biden, who are pro-baby killer, allow their politics to encroach on their, their faith rather than the other way around. And if for 40% of Christians, most of whom would be constitutionalist conservatives uh, leaning, would register to vote. And this goes to election fraud. If they all registered and voted, if you all got off your ass, if you're <laughs> one of those people and voted, they could not even cheat enough to defeat us. Purple states would be red states overnight. And many blue states would become purple states. Yeah, I think you mentioned that one time on my show, but you just went to another, you know, another uh, alternative uh, conversation about it, pretty much. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, thank, thank you, Mackenzie. Mackenzie just gave me a cup of coffee. She said I needed it. So, thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, we were uh, Joseph. Remember when we were talking about this not too long ago with uh, with extremism? I think that was like a couple episodes back. Um, yeah, that was well, a very good episode too. People need yeah. to go back to listen to the extremism episode, the Biden Biden and Democrats deflections episode, and again for a bit of a change of pace and fun, the movies episode. Oh yeah, that was a damn good uh, episode. But there was a uh, there was an article here I was reading um, because I, I I love this Florida Today uh, newspaper. It's it's tremendous. It's it's actually it, it separates it, it like pretty much separates from the rest of the newspapers. It really does. Uh, well, just in Florida today, guys, there's an article that was out that you know since we were talking about extremism just a couple episodes back, I want to kind of bring this into it uh, because the type of episode that we're calling this today is we the people 
we've had enough, and it pretty much uh, represents this title very accurately. That extremism now, uh, Joseph, the activity is now rising to 71%. And you can read this article, folks, on the floridatoday.com website. Uh, It's roughly on, what is it, 3A? Yeah, page 3A. That Florida, just in the state of Florida, right, Joseph? 207 incidents in 2021, right? Versus 121 reports in 2020. Guess how many incidents right now in, in the state of Florida? I can't even begin to imagine. Uh, it's up there. It's uh, roughly about almost 470. It's doubled. Now, yeah. a lot, of, yeah, a, hold on. A lot of it is going to be questions like, you know, why has it doubled? You have a really, really super. Uh, you know, governor known as Ron DeSantis. I thought he was supposed to protect the state and this and that. Well, he's doing a damn good job. He really is. But he is being challenged by a lot of Democratic-run cities that are literally not doing a damn thing about it. Oh, exactly right. I mean, the reddest of states have blue cities. I mean, you can look at Texas, right? Houston and Dallas are deep blue cities. Michigan is a purplish state. We go back and forth in the governor's office and that seemingly every eight years between Democrat and Republican. The majority of Michigan is red, but you have deep blue Detroit and Lansing and Pontiac and Flint and Saginaw, who then can overwhelm the vote of the rest of the state. Uh, so yeah, I'm, th- these deep blue cities are dragging our red states down. And here's, here, again, the left loves to twist things. They like to say that the biggest uh, amount of, the higher amounts of welfare are in red states. That is, yeah. of course, manipulating the data as the saying goes lies damn lies and statistics if you drill down on a county level which is what you should do or a you know you can't really necessarily do a city even because even some small cities uh, can be heavily democratic but if you look at a county level like the wayne county in michigan which is detroit you look at a county level and those are blue counties that have the highest handout rate because they're deep blue run. Well, well, Joseph, did you hear this uh, this latest statement that was made by um, uh, California's governor, Gavin Newsom? He's literally uh, not only is he making hateful uh, rhetoric and stupid nonsense. He just said not too long ago. I think it was like the other day. Yeah, it was the other day. He is now calling the state of Texas and the state of Florida, right? He's attacking um, Florida and Texas and saying that these states are home to neo-Nazi and white supremacist groups. And then, oh, get this. I, I know you're getting a chuckle. He's also saying that it's been reported that the state of Florida is home to an extensive interconnected network of extremist groups 
that collaborate in planning and carrying out propaganda distribution campaigns, banner drops, and in-person demonstrations. Yeah, well, you know, again, this is the deflection from the left, like we discussed during the deflection episode. It's more deflection. Cry racism, try to point out, you know, the boogeyman of neo-Nazis and white supremacists. Are there some? Absolutely, positively. But they are such a small portion. If there's anybody in this audience that happens to be black, is who's a bigger threat to you, a neo-Nazi or the Biden administration destroying your paycheck and your 401k? Who is a bigger threat to you? I mean, this is not the 1950s. Let's be real. <laughs> well, according yeah, according to Joe Biden, you know the the job market is strong. It's at a fifty year high. He said. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, they they like this is this is the lies, damn lies, statistics over again. Under the Obama administration, they did the same baloney. They destroyed the economy. They changed the definition by which they measured the unemployment rate. So. Unemployment is still low. Yeah, based on the false methodology you use to report it versus how it always used to be reported. So the only thing that matters today is the labor participation rate. And guess what? We are at the lowest recorded labor participation rate in the history of our nation, even lower than Obama's record low. Yeah, yeah, Joseph, I actually seen that uh, this morning. There's a, it's, it's, it's bad. It's, it's not good. (laughs) That's all the left has. Spin, spin, everything. Lies, lies and distortions and deflections. The whole shout racism thing, like you brought up. Neo-Nazis are the greatest threat to America. Oh, give me a break. I wrote the definitive book on terrorism of our time. And again, that's not... ...saying it. Others say that. I just repeat it. Neo-Nazi threats are next to nil. (laughs) Do they exist? Yeah. Uh, but weren't they, weren't they doing this shit like in the 70s too? I mean, this is nothing new, Joseph. Yeah, I, the, the left have always done this. Yeah, and they they got away with it. it it's less effective than... It Matchmaker.fm is the platform to connect guests with podcasters. Podcasters find your dream guests instantly based on their area of expertise. Filter by location... Search based on keywords, and you can even get to know your guests by watching their video pitch. Found someone interesting? No problem. Contact guests instantly via chat and schedule a time to record. No more backwards and forwards via email. It's everything you need to manage your show and tell amazing stories. Guests easily connect with thousands of podcasters who are looking to interview storytellers and experts just like you right now. Easily find podcasts based on their category location and more and pitch them directly within matchmaker 
Book more appearances more quickly and share your wisdom with millions of listeners all over the world. The best part? It's completely free to get started. Just sign up, choose whether you want to create a profile for your podcast or as a guest, or you can do both. Fill out a few details about yourself and you'll be ready to start making those connections within minutes. Yeah, I mean, you, folks, you hear Joseph, he's fired up. Uh, and I, I give him the floor all the time because he, he like he's speaking the truth. He's not giving you that narrative bullshit. Uh, speaking of narrative bullshit, um, I was uh, just happened to be in um, downtown Orlando uh, just the other day. And I'm coming out of a um, uh, not Starbucks. I'm coming out of what's that, Joseph? Did you pick up a set of Mickey Mouse ears? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no, I don't. Sp- I don't support that woke company because they went total woke. You know, it's yeah. crazy. You can't even go to uh, uh, Disney World right now without seeing rainbow colors all over the fucking place. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I happened to come out of this coffee shop, not Starbucks, not you know Einstein bagels. It was just a very local, uh, you know, coffee shop. You know, because I love the, the the local business, especially in Orlando. There's a lot of like. Yeah, awesome local companies. Small business. We've discussed that before. I joked yeah. about it to, uh, in another episode when you you were you had an ad for a local uh, restaurant or something, and I was joking with you uh, uh, about whether you know you you you're becoming the my pillow guy. But no, seriously, <laughs> we, we got to support local businesses you know yeah, Michael Lindell won't sell through his my store hello I'm Mike Lindell but yeah we've got to support small business owners yeah and what they're doing to my my pillow guy Mike Lindell is 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 terrible but yeah, listen that's to a the whole folks. other thing right but yeah. Orlando you were yeah, sorry I'm good. interrupting you several times now you, you, do, it a lot. you do it a lot but it's, I, I forgive you but anyway <laughs> Uh, I'm coming out of this coffee shop and, you know, I I hear this woman, you know, carrying out a conversation and I, you know, I somewhat, you know, accidentally, uh, you know, eavesdrop a little bit on the conversation, which I think we all do today. And she's talking about these narrative points that, you know, mainly liberal companies such as Politico and, you know, other companies are putting out this garbage of articles, you know, and she's telling me, or she, excuse me, um, Mackenzie, fourth cup, please. Thank you. <laughs> she's telling she's telling the other person that she's talking to about it uh, that you know. Oh, you got to listen to what political's now saying that Donald Trump is upset that these FBI agents walk through his bedroom with their shoes on, and then she laughs and chuckles. What difference does it make? I'm thinking to myself, well, would you would you want FBI agents storming through your fucking house with their nasty, dirty boots on? <laughs> you know? Uh, well, I, again, that's part of the deflection. Saul Olinsky, people, if you've not read Rules for Radicals by Saul Olinsky, who is heralded by all the left-wing loons about uh, identify a target, polarize, demonize, attack that target. Not about issues, personal ad hominem attack. The person didn't talk about, obviously, the unconstitutional 
violation of his rights. Yeah. <laughs> it was about whether or not he's upset, they were From wearing the moment I left I mean, my very luxurious and enjoyable life. I had such a nice life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now they want to say, uh, let's go get this guy. They've been trying for six years. They haven't made it. We're not going to let it happen. We're not going to let it happen. But I left a life of luxury and enjoyable life. I mean, it was incredible. And I left it behind. Stepped into the political arena, thanks a lot. The radical left Democrats have been fighting tooth and nail to stop me because they know I will never be loyal to them because I will only be loyal to you and to our country. being overly broad, again, a violation, and allowing them to search Barron's bedroom, Melania's uh, closet, and painting you know her. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't her closet. going to be hidden there. Yeah, what? it wasn't her closet, man. It was her underwear drawer or something, right. they said. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I just, I don't know. You know, I want to get back to this uh, this other story here with you, Joseph. Uh, what's your thoughts on, uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's a big, you know, freaking headliner now in the news where, you know, mega governor Ron DeSantis is literally, you know, he had enough of these these illegal immigrants, you know, and we just sent. Uh, this is a massive jets, policy uh, failure by the president. This is a massive and intentional policy uh, that is causing huge amount of damage all across the country. And it's all rooted in a failure to take care that the laws are faithfully executed and to fulfill his oath of office. And so instead of scrambling and worrying about a bunch of rich people and having 50, and oh, by the way, they already bust them out. They're gone. They said they said we want everyone. No one's illegal. And they're gone within 48 hours. Oh, that was great. That was yeah. great. Yeah, I I was on Truth Social a little bit ago before the show, and someone created a mock company logo for DeSantis Air Charters. <laughs> Absolutely Ooh. hilarious. We now need a logo, too, for the Abbott Ground Bus Transport Company. Uh, and I want either DeSantis or Abbott to send some illegals to the home, like was it DeSantis or Abbott? I don't remember what sent them to uh, Vice President Camilla Harris's home. Look at my face! Oh my God, I love it. Send some to Gretchen Whitler of Michigan, governor's home, and Debbie Stabenauer, our senator, to help us defeat those hypocrites. We need more of it. We need them to ship some. To to Philadelphia and Pittsburgh to confront Uncle Festerman. Now I'm yeah. no fan of Dr. Oz. I think he's an Oprah butt boy still. He still says she's a good friend and a trusted advisor. Well, any advice Oprah gives you, you should do the opposite. But is he better than Uncle Festerman? Without a question, I would vote encourage a pet rock over the fascist crash.
Democrats going absolutely ballistic after getting just a small sample of the border crisis. President Biden and blue states ramping up their attacks against Republican governors who've been relocating migrants to proud sanctuary enclaves. Ron DeSantis sending two flights of migrants to Obama's favorite vacation spot. John Fetterman. Yeah, they're 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 uh, they're going after everybody, including Kid Rock, for making his uh, his his political uh, uh, music. Uh, they're like, oh, he's so he's such a mean guy, and and everything else. Did you hear AOC the other day? Uh, you know, delusional AOC. She says, "Why is Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, and even Alabama's Kay Ivey uh, sending all these immigrants to 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 to?" To, to our areas and this and that. This is such, uh, uh, this is this is not American. They're anti-American. Th- this is not right. This is not right. Oh, it's not right? What, 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 what happens then? Joe Biden then makes a statement. Get this, folks. Joe Biden makes a statement and says that, you know, all of the migrants were safely deported out of Martha's Vineyard. How long did it take them to do that, Joseph? Less than 48 hours. Yeah. 48 hours. Yeah, all these liberals who claim to be for open borders and declare themselves sanctuary cities, until some actually show up there, then their farcical hypocrisy shows. And I thank Abbott for being the first to do it. And DeSantis now with flights taking it to an even a, a, another level. For, yeah, Kay Ivey's literally joining on the board too. You know, yeah. Alabama's Ivy. Yep. Well, it oh, is yeah. forcing, it is forcing even CNN and MSNBC to acknowledge the fact that trying to completely ignore the story before. So it's working. I saw a, a, de- a California Democrat on Newsmax a little earlier today coming out and demanding that Biden, you know, so fellow Democrats, the very few moderates that still exist are fed up too and saying this has to stop. And since you mentioned AOC, I I hope people too, we had an episode on AOC uh, uh, last month or so. That's worth going back to listen to to that whole episode about AOC because she is the hypocrite of all hypocrites of the left. Yeah, it was about, it was about a month ago, Joseph. But, uh, you know, they have uh, this new probe now that's targeting DeSantis, uh, Massachusetts, uh, somewhere in Massachusetts here. It's coming right out of uh, Martha's Vineyard, not too far from, well, between Massachusetts and uh, New Hampshire, uh, that, you know, authorities in Massachusetts uh, said just just yesterday, that they have requested a federal human trafficking probe after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis yeah. claiming that Ron DeSantis may be in violation for using taxpayer money and also the homeland security sector of Florida to help aid in the transportation uh, with these 50 Venezuelan migrants to Mar- Martha's Vineyard. So we, we do know that they're Venezuelan descent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're even yeah, hold though on. none of these people are forced on, they're asked if they want to go, they agree to go. And even though the Florida legislature put a stipend of $12 million in the Florida budget 
to do this, specifically do this. And, yeah. you know, uh, and it completely ignoring that Biden in the middle of the night has been flying illegals all over the nation. So charge him with human trafficking first. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the uh, the Massachusetts U.S. attorney, Rachel Rollins? She says that she was grateful to hear that, um, you know, that that Massachusetts is is pushing uh, to to get even the uh, the DOJ involved now after DeSantis. Yeah. And then get get this. Listen to this, uh, Joseph, that the uh, the migrants that were picked up in Texas. Right. That was used under 12 million uh, taxpayers, she says. That's terrible. No, what's terrible is that Biden is so quick into response to, to do something about it in Martha's Vineyard. Th th f Joseph, these are only 50 migrants. How come he's doing something for 50 migrants but still denies going down to the southern border where the real crisis is and handling that? Joseph, this is why DeSantis – Greg Abbott and even Kay Ivey and others are joining in this movement. They are doing this as a political move to show the Biden administration what type of crisis we have in the country. Yeah, and this further again shows the hypocrisy and one of the biggest reasons why Martha's Vineyard didn't want the 50 that they got. Because like you said, these are Venezuelan asylum seekers these are legitimate asylum seekers they know that these people are likely to be republicans because it's the democrats they know darn well it's the democrats that supported the chavez socialist overthrow of the democratic government prior to that in Venezuela, and that communism is destroying that country, and they're fleeing because they are actually being persecuted and have the threat of being killed in their own nation, as opposed to 99% of all the other illegals flowing over the border just because they want to come to raid our treasury because they know they'll get Obamacare and welfare. And, and some of them certainly want to work, no doubt. You know, but most of them just want on our welfare system. They just want yeah. the generosity. They know the Democrats will give them to buy their vote. And it is important to be said about the immigration issue. I do discuss it in my book briefly. It's a national security issue. There has been more than 100 this year alone caught. That's caught. How many have got away we don't know about? But 100 caught from terrorist funding nations that are on our terror watch list. And overall, immigrants from more than 200 nations on this planet these aren't all Mexicans and, and, you know, Colombians and Argentinians and South Americans. These no. are people from all over the planet flying into Mexico and flooding across our border. They well, are a terrorist. Picture, yeah, 
Yeah, Joseph, they're painting the picture where, you know, some of these migrants have traveled thousands of miles and this and that. And, you know, they get here and they're what are they doing? They're wearing Nike shoes. They're wearing, you know, branded type of backpacks. And, you know, they have new shirts and new jeans on. Yeah, right. They're private fucking helicopters that drop them off about a mile or two from the border. They paint that Hollywood little stunt of an act. And and that's that. And then, you know, the the media comes in right at the correct timing and they do all their manipulation of talk points. And, you know, they want sympathy for, you know, from the American people and this and that, exactly. you know, but, you know, not to fat shame. This is not about fat. Yeah. But look at these people. They're they're not hard up. They're well fed. They're. They're not starving to death people either because the left is well-funding these people all through South America and Mexico in order yeah. to flood our borders. Instead yeah, of having charities to help American citizens, they yeah. want to help others illegally flood our country while veterans uh, suffer, uh, you know, uh, average Americans suffer they don't give one shit about absolutely citizens yeah joseph i was about to mention here you know like we don't have a problem like that here in florida desantis is setting up all these little uh basically he's calling them like uh you know human ports and what i mean by that is um this is fairly new probably in media i don't know if you ever heard of this term it's human ports basically what i mean by that is um there's other wording for it, but we're just going to use human ports because that's what I've been hearing lately, where he's setting up uh, a, a bunch of homeland security agents and border patrol agents all over the state of Florida, all over the state of Florida, which, you know, he's getting attacked from the Democrats, too, and the radical left saying that, you know, he doesn't have a heart and he's anti-American and this and that. But he's protecting our state. And, you know, he is actually doing what he was elected to do. So you have all over the state of Florida, all these basic, uh, you know, men and women that are placed in, you know, high place areas, you know, danger zones of what they call them sometimes, where you would actually see like these little banana boats, you know, that may be offended, offensive to some people, but they are. They're, that's what they're called. They're called banana boats. You all like these little homemade rafts that come in mainly somewhere sometimes in the Keys or Miami or Fort Lauderdale, usually down in South Florida, not so much in North Florida, but South Florida. So he has a lot around like South Florida, around the Keys, Sarasota, Fort Myers, areas like that, Miami. And, you know, that's what he's doing. He's protecting it. You know, he's like, you know what, if Biden doesn't want to, you know, uh, put more high interest in our border issue, we have a humanitarian crisis right now, folks, in this country. And, and, and it's terrible. We Not only do we have a humanitarian uh, crisis, we have a fentanyl crisis. There is more fentanyl coming to this country more than ever. And it's, it's, it's outrageous. Yeah. You know? Florida is, is different and unique in that. And because and Cuba being there, Cuban refugees are, again, act like Venezuelans generally real asylum seekers under the point and purpose and intent of our asylum laws escaping actual persecution and cuba again another situation the american left 
props up that communist government. They go there, they vacation there, they support the Cuban Communist Party and, and, and uphold that. It would have collapsed long ago because when the Soviet Union collapsed, they, they stopped funding Cuba. But the American leftists came into the, you know, to the rescue to help keep Cuba communist or it would have collapsed and became a free state, a free country again long ago, if, it, if not for the American left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're on this issue here. We're going to close it up here. Um, I got to make a couple announcements uh, before, before we close it up. But I want to get into this really, really quick, brief um, uh, part of the show. Uh, since we're on this, uh, this topic of, you know, human trafficking and just everything. Um, Florida now is coming out with a program now, Joseph, where they're calling it a secret blacklist. And this is to keep tabs on motorists. Now, experts are saying that data effort, uh, you know, maybe threatens civil liberties and such. But this is where they're going at with this, folks. And you, and, and you may agree with it or you may not. It's up to you. Um, I agree with it. That Florida is using electric or electronic toll plazas spaced across 628 miles of highways uh, to capture images and data of passing vehicles. Now, this was introduced uh, roughly about a few months ago. Um, and you could see these cameras at toll plazas, you know, where before they would just, you know, take a picture of your license plate, you know, where they would get the violator that wouldn't pay the toll. Now, Joseph, they have more pictures, mainly on like large area, you know, such as, you know, I-95 on the east coast of Florida, um, you know, the other major expressways on the west coast. And then, you know, we have that 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 roadway that goes from uh, the west coast of Florida over to Miami, which is also known as Alligator Alley. OK, all over Florida, we have all these new cameras going up. They're using it to keep tabs of just who the hell is on our highways because you know this term was used in the in the 70s i think it was even used back in the 50s and 60s where they would say you know highways were basically the breeding ground of human trafficking have you ever heard that term before joseph yeah and th this gets into touchy territory because the supreme court has indeed ruled you have no expectation of privacy in public places. So they can surveil. That's why there are cameras everywhere in public. Uh, but actually taking a photo and attempting to charge you with something is likely a violation of due process. You can't just public surveil and hope of catching a crime you are innocent until proven guilty and they can't just it, it, it's an issue here in michigan some want to put cameras in construction zones on the freeways to catch speeders uh you know to keep the the uh speed down to like 35 or 45 in construction zones well that's assuming you're behind the wheel of your vehicle. 
you can't. Yeah, but, but don't you think, I, I know it might be evasion of privacy and everything else. I, I see where people might be going with it. But don't you think that, you know, this, this program that's being rolled out, you know, now in Florida, and uh, I know parts of California are using a similar system. But don't you think that, you know, by using this, this may, you know, uh, you know, have police officers and regular law enforcement, state, uh, state troopers and such. Don't you think that it may be easier for these agencies to pretty much catch the bad guys and put them where they belong? Oh, absolutely. But again, it's rather problematic. Where does uh, our righteous citizens uh, end in the pursuit of, of catching bad guys? It's like the Patriot Act, right? Yeah. Uh, the Patriot Act was about catching foreign bad guys. It's turned on its head and it's used to surveil and trump up charges against United States citizens now. It has to go. It has to be completely reworked or completely scrapped to protect U.S. citizens' rights. So yeah, there's that fine line, but like Franklin said, those who give up liberty and savage unfiltered. The pursuit of security deserve neither. Yeah. Well this this that this is actually said similar in some ways uh, by attorney Lee Teen uh, with the Electronic Frontier Foundation, uh, which is a California based nonprofit that um, advocates for digital privacy. Uh, now the, the, the attorney said this, where uh, uh, part of the freedom that we think we have comes from the fact that we're not being spied on and watched all the time. Uh, also said by this Lee Teen, I, I think it's a, either Lee, I, I don't know who this person is um, specifically. Um, I, I think it's a gentleman. Well, it, he said that for many people, they're like, nobody. Who the hell cares about me? But part of what's the case about this kind of routine's um, surveillance is that they don't have to care about you at first. They just collect as much data as possible, then ask who's intervesting stuff in that matter. I, I get what he's saying or she's saying in a way, but I mean, yes, invasion of privacy. But, you know, Joseph, I, I have to conclude here with this this last uh, segment. You know, if we don't put cameras on major expressways, right, or anywhere in any state, you're setting yourself up for more crime and more violence. There, there has to be surveillance and monitoring to an extent. I mean, you, I'm sure you would agree to that to an extent. Again, it, it is a fine line, and there's, and there's the same if you don't do anything wrong, you've got nothing to hide. Why are you worried? Well, let me answer my own question. Have you not been fucking paying attention the last 10 years at the political persecution of people who have actually done nothing wrong for political purposes? We are turn, turned into a third world country. So... 50 years ago, that may have been okay, but it's the slippery slope. You allow this, you give them an inch, they take 10 miles. Yeah.
Yeah, I heard that term before too, because I used that term too just recently, and um, I put a uh, I put a comment out on TikTok, and uh, a fellow TikToker, another content creator, uh, basically laughed at me and said, "A, a third world uh, nation or a, or a banana republic? Are you fucking stupid? Like, what are you smoking?" And then, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm laughing at myself and, you know, I'm showing the comment to Mackenzie and she's laughing too. And she's like, apparently this guy is living under a rock because he absolutely has no idea what the hell's going on. Or clearly a CNN or MSNBC viewer. Um, they, these people live a delusion. They have zero concept of what's going on around them. Everyone mm-hmm. who has their eyes even remotely open and one of I have a favorite song that I like to uh, put on social media every once in a while from Disturbed is Open Your Eyes. It's a very uh, patriotic but anti-government surveillance song about look around you. Stop being a lemming. You're being fed. You, you know, you're a sheeple. Open yeah. your damn eyes and see what's going on around you. And yeah. it's like the old saying, uh, you know, First, they came for the the whatever, and I said nothing because then I wasn't a whatever. Then they came for the so-and-sos, and I didn't say anything because I wasn't a so-and-so. And eventually, they came for me, and there was nobody left to stand up for me. You know, Joseph, I think you just quoted something, too. I heard that very recently by uh, Dr. Michael Savage. So, <laughs> yeah. Were the ones who needed to be put down like the mad dogs they were. Instead, the Ryans, the Bidens, the Pelosi's, and the others yeah, of their... I did see some of that, what you were talking about on your uh, your Instagram account. I, I seen a video that's going way, way back, though, on your Instagram. But, yeah, good stuff. Um, Joseph, we're going to conclude here. Um, I um, uh, Believe it or not, actually, guys, I want to put this in here real quick. Uh, actually, has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because I want to conclude on on this episode. Some some fun and uh, uh, some excitement that I, I I've been doing lately. Uh, Joseph, I tried um, country line dancing the other day. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Really? Yes, I was getting ahas too. Yeah. A few months ago. I'm on the uh, Michigan 12th Congressional District Republican uh, Committee, and we had a uh, a, a first responders appreciation day uh, at a country bar where we all did line dancing too, as you know, just kind of part of a fun thing, but it was about uh, first responders appreciation. So, (laughs) so that's funny, you know, like, it's fun. It's certainly not something I do much. And, you know, I go back to the disco days. So I knew all those line dances back then, the hustle and all that stuff. So I didn't do the country line dancing because it's really kind of just disco line dancing now to country music. But stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to ask, how was the disco era in the 1970s there in Detroit? It was pretty good, pretty fun. Uh, we had a local disco that we went to and, and enjoyed a lot. <laughs> so Motor City was very well alive under the disco era then, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also local radio station, WRIF Rock. I'm sure a lot of other stations around the country were engaged in that Citizens Against 
uh, the disco sucks movement. And that, you know, but I've always liked every kind of music. And it's not like, you know, I like country. I like disco. And it's not like disco went away. It's just called, uh, you know, dance techno now or whatever, dance and techno. And it didn't go away. It still exists. And even Kiss recorded a disco song. The Rolling Stones did a 12-inch single version of, I forget what song it was, uh, for the discos. So give me the, you know, give me a break on this disco versus rock thing. I, I like all music, even back to classical, you know, country, jazz, uh, yeah. rock, pop, rap. I, I, I like it all. I can appreciate it all. It all takes a degree. You, you, you love it then. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie just uh, just threw me a note, you know, uh, and she's like, you know, I think Joseph just set us up for maybe possibly Wednesday. We'll, we'll do that on Wednesday or something. We'll come up with a music uh, uh, segment on the show. Yeah, I'd love to see I, some of your interest. Yeah, but, I can uh, talk about my dad then because my father – was the founder and leader of the Polka Kings, because I'm, you know, predominantly Polish. So, yeah, my dad uh, was created and had a polka band. They have three albums. You can still find them, the Polka Kings. And, yeah, I love music. And you mentioned uh, my Instagram. Just before we go, I want to throw out, I'm Jay Leonard Detroit on Instagram and actually most social media i'm not on tiktok but i'm on parlor freely me we uh, truth all virtually every platform i'm jay leonard detroit and again there's no owen leonard if you don't know that yet from all the episodes i've been on with michael J L E N A R D detroit on social media platforms hopefully people will look me up i'll follow you back yeah, we got a whole library of Joseph uh, on the show, guys. You've highly, uh, highly, you know, suggest you check it out. Joseph, you mentioned Polka King. Uh, when I hear Polka King, it reminds me of the movie um, with John yeah. Candy from uh, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Polka or, King. No, that, was, that was planes, trains, and automobiles, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't discuss that in our movies episode, right? <laughs> uh, we should have. Yeah, we should have. But, Joseph, we're going to close it out here, buddy. Thank you for being part of uh, today's show. Uh, guys, uh, before you go, Joseph, i got to make a couple announcements here. Um, first and foremost, guys, uh, we have a guest joining us here um, this upcoming week. Um, I got the semi-confirmation from him just waiting for the third. I always usually throw it out like set two or three emails sometimes. Myself and Mackenzie does it. Um, we're going to have a gentleman by the name of Kevin Polarami, if I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, he's an author and writer, and he uh, uh, goes into a lot of different types of work. Uh, we're also having a couple of guests uh, joining us. Um, we have a guest joining us from the UK, uh, Dr. Karaj Pazadi. I, 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 guys, I, I, I'm terrible with the pronunciation sometimes. But, uh, you know, uh, just just check check out some of these guest spots. I, I put them out on social media, on Instagram, all the guest appearances coming on the show. Uh, tremendous, tremendous uh, type of different guests. I know we have a couple coming from the UK again. Uh, we're also uh, get this, Joseph. We're also reinviting 
um, the therapy twins back on the air for part two. Uh, we, it was only 45 minutes that we had the therapy twins on for the first part. Uh, but we're going to give them a little bit more time for the second part because, uh, you know, some of the listeners, especially the ones on TikTok, are commenting back on that episode. We need more of the therapy twins. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do not only what's best for the show, but what's best for, you know, business in the industry of podcasting. So check out the therapy twins back on the airwaves uh, this upcoming 29th of, uh, of this month. So you're going to want to check them out. They're hilarious. Um, they're humor. They're full of humor. And uh, some of it's raunchy. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's so comical. And uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, yeah, it's going to be a good, good, good show. Joseph, I'm out of words. I'm out of breath. Yeah, um, you, you probably need need uh, another cup of coffee. Even. No, no, no. I had three already. Uh, Mackenzie's going to throw me another one, but uh, I think if I have I if I have another cup of coffee, it's going to give me the shits, and I don't want that. <laughs> but guys, you heard it. I'm Michael Gardner. This is Joseph M. Leonard, the author of Terror Strikes Coming to a City Near You. With that being said, guys, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you this upcoming Wednesday. Uh, Joseph's going to be back on the panel. So uh, thank you very much again, Joseph, and uh, you have a good day, man. Yeah, take care. God bless. All right, buddy.